Good morning, Liz, and welcome to another morning fog. Good morning, Mark. It's a beautiful day here in uh, New Jersey. Uh, lots of turning of the leaves. In fact, a lot of them are falling now, which actually look really, really pretty on the ground. That is absolutely beautiful. And as you know, uh, this is uh, as much a uh, my favorite time of year as uh, as spring is. I, I love the change and the potential that comes about with fall and obviously the beautiful colors, but I also love the uh, promise of spring as uh, new life starts to emerge. Such an incredible metaphor for our own lives. Mm, so true. So have you noticed recently or more than recently something i think we both hopefully have noticed that a lot of people are walking around having difficulty with procrastination with uh brain fog with uh feeling like they just are having difficulty making decisions uh 100% uh, you know uh so i we, learned a new term yeah and it's called decision fatigue. And so basically, it's something that's always been there. But since the pandemic, it's so much worse. But what it really is, is it's um, people who have difficulty even making the most basic decisions, such as what to eat or what to wear. Decision making in general just becomes exhausting. 100% true. And you know, decision fatigue, when we talk about it from a psychological, a psychiatric point of view, is the, the, the concept that after making so many decisions through the day, that our ability to make more and more decisions as the day goes on becomes worse. And that these decisions that we have to make create fatigue and that fatigue develops. And the more fatigue the more difficult it is to make a decision. So it's, so it's really impacting everybody. It is. And, you know, honestly, if you think about the past few years and what we've, you know, we, we were all in that sort of near constant state of being on edge and having to make decisions, you know, that are COVID-19 safe. Do we go to the store? Do we not go to the store? Do we have the groceries delivered? Do we visit that person? Do we not visit that person? And, you, you know, the, the decisions that came around during the pandemic may have brought this more to light, but it's been there for a long time. And, you know, we make so many decisions in our day and the additional stress of the pandemic may have brought it to light, but decision fatigue didn't come around with uh, the pandemic. It's not a new phenomenon. It's part of the increasingly complex lives that we live that are more and more complicated. They have more and more decisions and they have more and more choices that make the decision, decisions more challenging. So some of the symptoms are, um, or the signs of it are fatigue, as you said earlier, frustration, anger, depression, and anxiety when faced with having to make too many decisions. So the only reason I brought up COVID before was that it's decision-making can be hard for a lot of people, but under those stressful conditions, it could be that much more difficult. So for anybody who's felt, why is this, why am I having difficulty making decisions more now than ever? It's probably because of the chronic stress that we all lived over the past two years. But yes, you're 1000% right that decision fatigue has been around for a very long time. It, it has. And, um, and again, as we go into, uh, we uh, um, 
have talked about on several occasions this phenomenon of re-entry anxiety and the stress and all that. And and but that re-entry anxiety actually we're getting back towards some normal in different pathways for different individuals, but we shouldn't expect that this fatigue in multiple decisions is just going to go away. Understanding that it's been there before and will remain after and may um, in fact be a little bit worse. It may be the same, but it's still there. And uh, we have to understand why uh, we're experiencing that uh, that fatigue, that tired, physically tired, emotionally, mentally tired state. Why we're experiencing brain fog? Why we just have that incredible fatigue? Why we're procrastinating? So those are are really important things to understand because we look at ourselves and say, "Wow, I used to be really good at this, but now I'm having a challenge." So here's a fun fact, and I read it in Healthline. On average, we'll make more than 35,000 decisions a day. It's absolutely incredible. And each of those decisions takes not only time, it takes physical, emotional energy, takes psychological energy. And when you're making so many decisions, but when they become tougher, it can deplete us. And when you have a background of significant stress, that magnifies that depletion of of our emotional and physical energy. Yeah, it causes exhaustion. So again, I have to bring up the pandemic because I'm reading, I'm looking at this article. According to a survey from the American Psychological Association published in October of 21, 32% of Americans had trouble with even basic decision-making, like what to wear or what to eat. Exactly. I'm going and I'm saying, do I want a piece of toast or do I want a bagel? I can't decide. To do you know what am I going to uh, what am I going to wear today? Do do I wear jeans? Do I wear dress pants? Do I you know wear whatever? It's those day to day decisions, and believe it or not, those routine decisions create stress. Exactly, and then uh, you know you have you have it depends what you do, whether you're a mom, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a doctor, whatever, we all have to make decisions throughout the day. And they're all important. Uh, some, some are more important than others. But when you feel exhausted making just a simple decision, that's when you need to really question yourself. Maybe you have some decision fatigue. Well, and it's, it's interesting, because when our brain becomes tired, when decision fatigue hits, when we, when we have that feeling of fatigue mentally, the brain fog, we look for ways to take shortcuts. Mm-hmm. And what are the shortcuts that, that we take? Well, we put off a decision for later, procrastination. Or we make a rash decision with very little thought or evidence or data behind the decision, which is impulsivity. Or we go ahead and we avoid the decision altogether. We avoid making that decision or we go back and forth and back and forth in our brain, which is just indecision. So we're trying to decide, but we're not deciding anything, which actually causes more fatigue, more mental uh, and psychological effects. So we wind up in a place that we're either making um, uh, impulse decisions or making bad decisions, or we have more difficulty in trying to decide the right 
pathway for us. I really appreciate what you said earlier, which is that making decisions as the day goes on becomes more and more difficult or more and more exhausting. And that by the time you get to the evening, you shouldn't really be making any decisions. And I found that really interesting because how many how many decisions do we make at night? Tons. Yeah. It's, it's actually interesting. Um, uh, there is data that shows that the best time to make a decision is in the morning. And in the morning is when we tend to be most cautious, most meticulous. And therefore, we have not only the most thoughtful decisions, but the most accurate decision making. By the afternoon, we start to hit this plateau where we're sort of in this middle range. We're, we're not making terrible decisions necessarily, but we're becoming tired already in doing that. But by the evening, our brain is tired, we're mentally worn down, and we're starting to make decisions that are impulsive, uh, or we're starting to make decisions that um, uh, you know, come from a, uh, a, a place of um, um, uh, just procrastination. We're deciding very slowly, we're not efficient in it, and therefore we put it off or maybe we avoid the decision altogether, which actually in the evening may be the best outcome because that's not a great time to make decisions. One of the things I loved um, about learning about this is that how many people do we know who procrastinate? And now it puts another light on it. Maybe part of their procrastination is decision fatigue. And it isn't just of just what we all see procrastination is, which is just um, avoiding something you don't want to do so you can stay in the moment of, you know, so you can fill some other positive need in the moment and not thinking about the outcome. It could literally be because your brain just can't go there. Yeah. So, you know, the, the thing is that like everything, awareness is important. So if you find that you're having trouble making decisions, you're procrastinating, avoiding, or you're stuck in this ping pong back and forth, back and forth uh, of indecision, there's some things that you can do to try to overcome that and to get yourself back on track. Because the fact is, is that in life, we have to make decisions. Again, whether it's what we wear, what we eat, where we go, but typically our jobs, whether it's parenting, or whether it is uh, as a, an attorney or a physician, as a stonemason or a carpenter, we have to make decisions. So one good way to start to overcome decision fatigue is to reduce the number of choices. And how do we do that? We, we streamline the number of choices. And if what we have is a list, let's say at the grocery store, you don't have to decide what to buy. You have what's there. If you've picked out your clothes the night before, you can automate that decision in the morning or you can automate your bill paying. So there are things you can do to streamline your choices to either take them off your plate or to have fewer choices. So you have A or B, not A or B or C or D or E. And Another thing you can do is start your day with the simplest of decisions. Do I drink coffee or tea? Do I eat a bagel or a piece of toast? Now we said that that could be a problem for people who have decision fatigue, but if you are aware that you are feeling exhausted, don't try to put the hard decisions on first thing. Start with something a little easier. And set up, set up a routine as well. Set up a daily routine. So, you know, what time do you wake up? Set your alarm and with, uh, with the phones these days, it can recur. What do you do next? 
Do you go for a walk or do you just go and have your breakfast? Well, if you like to eat cereal, put it out so it's ready for you in the morning. If you like tea, then set your teacup in your tea bag. Or if you like coffee, maybe set that up so it's ready to go in the morning. So what you can do is habitualize some of these routines that you have so you don't have to make a lot of decisions at, uh, uh, at that point. And also, and we say this all the time, and we need to say this because it's so important, it's self-care, making sure that you take time out in your day for yourself, whether it's a 15-minute walk around the block if you work from home, whether it's listening to music for 15 minutes, closing your eyes for 15 minutes, and just being caught up in your own thoughts, whatever it is that you do to just take care of you. You need to include that in your day. It's not just good for stress. It's good for mental and physical health. It's good to get your brain uh, a little, give your brain a little rest. Uh, exactly. The, the other step you can take to self-care is to stop micromanaging. Let other people make some of your life decisions. So what do I mean by that? Well, you know, um, your, your kids can choose uh, what, uh, what, what game to play or, or what playlist to listen to. Your friends can pick which restaurant you're going to go out to. Um, these decisions are part of life decision making, but it doesn't affect your life in a big way, but the added decision does. So if you're having a problem with decision fatigue, stop micromanaging. Delegate and empower some of those other people. And when you empower them, when you delegate, you also show that you trust and you care about them. You're giving them the ability to make the decision. And therefore, you have the ability to use your best decision-making, your best judgment for things that are truly important and that you need to make the decision on. And also approach yourself with love, have some compassion for yourself because we all have been through a lot especially in the last two and a half years. And we all have carried extra stress and decision fatigue is, is part of it. So just make sure instead of getting in your head and having your inner critics say, why can't I make this decision? Just pause for a minute and remind yourself that you've been through a lot. It's okay. Maybe in that moment, ask somebody else for their advice on what, you know, finding, figuring out what your struggle is in making that decision. Are there too many options or are you really unsure of which one, which outcome is going to be the best? Ask a trusted person, as Mark said, for help. Well, and, and part of that is if you go back to self-care for just a minute, one of the big things we have to do in self-care is let go of our perfectionism. Mm. Avoid rehashing those decisions. Avoid perseverating and second guessing yourself. We get into that point in which that one decision that already took time, energy, focus is now sapping us by additional wasted energy, worrying about whether or not we made the right decision, perseverating on it, going over and over and over in our head. You almost certainly made the best decision in that moment with the information that you had. So if you keep going back to it, you don't have new information yet. So go with the decision and just let it be. If there is new information, then you can decide to change the course 
but let the information sit. You've made a decision and then approach yourself, as you said, with love, self-care and stop the perfectionism. And if you're, you know, if you are at work and you're struggling with making decisions, this is a time where you should approach your boss, your coworkers, whoever to say, I am really, I'm struggling with decision fatigue. I'm exhausted. Let people know. I mean, it is a very real thing and it has been uh, blown up because of the pandemic. So there's a lot there. This is a time to ask people for support and help. Exactly. And if, if you're having trouble with that and you've outstripped some of your resources, reach out. Um, therapists, social workers, coaches, uh, physicians can provide help. And some people need uh, uh, just one approach and one is better than another for a certain individual. On the other hand, sometimes it'll take two or three of these. Sometimes you'll need uh, not only a, uh, a physician to uh, to help with uh, uh, some medication, but you'll need a, um, a coach as well as maybe a therapist uh, to, to dig into things that are a little bit deeper. The fact is, is find out what you need because you're worth it. All right. This was an awesome uh call. I love connecting with you, Mark, and having these conversations. Until next time. Have an absolutely epic day. You too.